So I think this is a good place to talk about motherhood in the medieval era. And obviously the medieval era is a very, very, very long time. And there are different places, regions, areas. So it's a very broad question. But what do we need to know about motherhood as an institution in this period we're talking about, broadly speaking? So broadly speaking, the thing to understand about this thousand years of history or so is that the understanding of femininity was that one was going to be a mother. You know, that was that was sort of the purpose of womanhood. Um, and it's what women were for. Now, granted, you might end up being a nun or something like that, and then you don't have sex, and that's all very nice. But, you know, um, nuns and having, uh, you know, daughters that you can kind of send off to the church, that's for rich people, right? Like, yeah, that's like rich the people rights stuff. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. You gotta have you gotta have enough money that you don't have to like have an extra pair of hands on the farm. Or you don't need to like kind of bring in money with a dowry or anything like that. So it's it, that's just not going to be open to everyone. So the expectation is then you will be a mother, and so this is kind of what women are kind of brought up to understand that they are they are either mothers to be or mothers, or then they become grandmothers. This sort of thing. So the expectation of womanhood is that one will get married and have children. Um. And the having children bit is very, you know, express in that. You don't marry people for love uh, broadly in the Middle Ages. You know, uh, marriage is very much seen as a business contract. Um, Granted, if you are, for example, a peasant, which most people are, like 85% of the European population are peasants, um, you have a little bit more free reign. You can kind of pick who it is you want to marry, and you very well might marry for love. But no one thinks that like marriage is a very romantic institution. That's kind of not what the, the deal is. The deal is you marry the person who's kind of the best match for you financially and business-wise in order to have a whole mess of children. And you will have as many kids as you can because death uh, from childhood diseases is absolutely huge up until basically the 19th century, you know, until we invent penicillin, it's it's incredibly fraught. It's about sort of a 50% mortality rate before you're two years old uh, for everybody. Uh, so that's certainly true of the medieval period, but I just want to, you know, disclaimer, you know, there's all these myths that the medieval period is particularly bad for this. It's not just, it's just anything before modern medicine. Um, so you have to have a lot of kids um, in order to just make sure that they live and that you've got someone to pass your stuff down to. So, you know, pass on your land, And if you're rich, pass on your business. If you're royal, pass on your castle and the country and everything like that. Um, So there's this real kind of understanding that women are going to be mothers and what they're going to do is create heirs. And so it's a really interesting thing because motherhood is very important. But really, the focus is on like, are you going to have a boy? Are you going to have a boy? Are you going to have a boy? The the weird thing about being a woman is that, um, you know, the, the real hope is that you will make a man. And then, therefore, you'll become sort of useful uh, in, in this way. The other thing to understand is that um, motherhood is very dangerous as a, an institution. So we now kind of, because of all the benefits of modern medicine, have got away from acknowledging how dangerous pregnancy and childbirth are. But medieval people are super, super clear on that. Um, and it kills people all the time, not only uh, babies, which it, it certainly does kill, uh, but their mothers as well. Um, so it's an incredibly fraught uh, kind of institution for women where they know that this is what they're meant to be, kind of quote unquote, uh, but they also know that it is 
quite possible that this is how they're going to die. Um, and that's kind of where the Virgin Mary comes in, you know, because you, you want someone, um, the saintly, who can kind of intercede with God for you um, if what you're going to do is undertake this incredibly dangerous you know, duty, which is, which is to have children, um, and we, which is terrifying, you know, terrifying and painful and, and all of those things, you know? So what role does the Virgin play in that process? What are people specifically doing here? So, yeah, you have Mary just, you know, you might just pray to Mary for whatever. She just might be your fame. That's <laughs> one thing. So people kind of go, go to Mary a lot um, because it, it's sort of like, uh, you know, if you've got a really strict dad, you might go to mom first if you're asking for permission for something. You know, the same thing with the Virgin Mary writ, writ large. You know, God might seem a little stern, but you can be like, Mary, can you just put in a good word for, the, for whatever it is, right? She just might be your go-to intercessor. But more specifically, she is used for things that involve motherhood because that's her whole deal. So she's invoked a lot in childbirth, very specifically. Um, she's also invoked in order to watch over children uh, when they are quite young. So before they kind of like make it uh, into kind of, uh, I don't know, childhood writ large, you know, out of babyhood. Um, and she's also used to...